listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Welcome to Grave Discussions. I am your host, Barnabas. And I am your co-host, Samael. Welcome to episode number 74. It's all in the family. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, we were supposed to actually have this episode out for you guys last week, so just to quickly explain, uh, if you didn't read our social media posts, uh, we had an unfortunate corruption issue with the files, like as I was editing it. It got fucked up and basically we couldn't recover the episode and we were forced to essentially not have one last week. So this is going to make up for it. We're still going to have partly the discussion that we actually had last time, which was about killer families and horror movies. This time though, we're going to mix that in with our review of Fox Searchlight's new movie, Ready or Not. Yes, which we just saw the other day. Yeah, we literally went, it opened Wednesday, which is like weird for me for a new movie, but... Oh yeah, it's pretty weird. But I, I liked it um, going at that time, of course. We'll give our opinion on the movie just uh, in a little bit right after the news. But before we do all that, as always, we have to give a shout out to our host network, Sports Radio Detroit. And yes, you can find them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just type in SRD Sports Radio Detroit on any of those platforms. That's SRD sports radio detroit not detroit sports radio that's right and uh it's also sportsradiodetroit.com so you can visit the website you can see uh, all of the grave discussions stuff and you can listen to all the other great podcasts on the network as well so go check them out uh you know they've always done right by us and uh, they're great people so uh, we are going to get into the meat of the show here in just a moment first we've got a few sponsored messages and then we'll have an uninterrupted show we're going to debut the new show structure where we're just going to be focusing on the main discussion and uh, the other segments we'll have on our website too so stay tuned we'll be back shortly with more grave discussions here at grave discussions we know that addiction can be scary but it doesn't have to be. Let the Detox Helpline help you break your addiction to drugs and alcohol. Call the addiction specialist now at the Detox and Treatment Helpline 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They're always available for you. And if you have private insurance, they specialize in finding you the right treatment. Give them a call at 1-800-213-9257. That is 800-213-9257. All right, Fred, so the people at Sports Radio Detroit want us to cut a promo for Parsons and Slow. I want them to cut me a check for Parsons and Slow. Well, um, I've, I've Googled some keywords, and I'm going to uh, put them here in a promo. So, so here it goes. Ready, Fred? Yeah, uh, analytics away. Parsons and Slow. We have the content consumers crave. Listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, anywhere else. 
that podcasts are available or will kill you. We won't really kill you. Just listen to our podcast, brand new, every Friday on Sports Radio Detroit. Okay, I'm ready to do the promo. Oh, that was it. Hey, Samuel. Hey, Barnabas. What's up? Oh, not much. Have you ever written a book? No, but I've written a musical. Oh. Well, you can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Aha, I hear countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly 100 years to bring their books to the market. Their professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, their authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books. So, make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Do not wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author. And seeing your name in print. Aha. Uh-huh. You've already written a book. Next thing to do is make this free call now to Dorrance Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. And the number is 1-800-213-9259. Again, 1-800-213-9259. All right, Fright fans. This is a slightly older news, I think, from last week. Timo Tajanto going to be coming back with a sequel to May the Devil Take You. Yeah, and the first one was fucking wild as shit. Very reminiscent of the Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Except, you know, a little bit more modernized. And except this time, you know, their mom was there. And then siblings were getting taken over. And then the mom was taken over. And then a whole bunch of shit was happening. So I'm pretty excited to see what's going to happen in the second one. If it's going to be a continuation. Or if it's going to be like another family going through it yeah i do believe it's supposed to i think take place either in the same town or with the same people but uh, i think it's supposed to be a little bit bigger yeah because it's, it's it's expanding or something this this demonic shit and um i don't know i'm i'm pretty into it i really like the movie i think it made both of our top 10 lists last year mm-hmm. so it's pretty exciting news we don't have any info about uh a release date or anything like that just yet but once we do we'll keep you guys posted if you've seen it hopefully uh you know you you're really anticipating this one too so moving on what do we have next sam oh god so i don't know how his name is pronounced i'll just say alexander aya is directing a choose your own adventure horror movie with the hill house team so basically you're gonna be at the theater with your cell phone out mm-hmm. just like you so desperately want to be yeah, yeah, we know you all want to check your Facebooks and Instagrams or whatever the fuck. Well, now you get the chance to at least have your phone out. I don't know how it's going to work, but it's going to be a haunted house type choose your own adventure horror film. And I mean, that fact alone is good because you uh, have the team behind Hill House on this movie. Uh, and, you know, say what you will about the series, but they can do an atmospheric horror movie. I think so, yeah. And having the ability to choose what happens next is cool. Again, I don't know how they're going to implement it exactly. Apparently, there's going to be an app uh, that you can download on your phone. And then you and everybody else in the theater will get to make decisions. Uh, it's being produced, I believe, by Control Movie Technology from Kino Industries. Uh, and they're working with Amlin Partners on it. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it, it's interesting. We've never had a, an experience like that before, really. So, at least not that I know of. The only similar thing I can think of is Black Mirror Bandersnatch, and that's about it. Yeah, but, you know, you can watch that at home and just exactly. <laughs> click stuff on the remote, and it's that easy. But doing it at a remote location with a whole bunch of other people 
and you know that makes it sound like it's going to be some kind of like majority rules sort of thing yeah i think so, so. if there's i already know what's going to happen if there's like a decision it's like you know kill this person or save this person everybody's going to choose to kill the person most likely oh yeah but uh hopefully you know the story is a little bit helpful in that aspect like uh, maybe you shouldn't do this or shouldn't do that so the last article is going to uh, stray a little bit away from the big screen and we are going to be getting a new series from the original ghost hunter stars in october called ghost nation yeah it's gonna have jason hawes dave tango and steve gonzalves uh they're gonna just investigate these like hauntings that people have been happening and it's gonna be an hour long each episode i think they're gonna have about 10 of them and uh Honestly, I don't like these shows. It's just gonna be a another show about like three dudes running around a empty house talking to nobody. So yeah, I feel you. I mean, for some people, I guess they're pretty exciting. Uh, you know, it's really hard to accurately say. I mean, most likely, of course, <laughs> they're planning a lot of this stuff, but uh, I guess it's hard to actually determine that as a viewer. There are some uh, series that kind of will you know have like ghosts in there or whatever but in general yeah it's it's really kind of a lot of the same thing the coolest part about these shows is actually seeing all these like locations to me at least so i wonder where they're gonna go that should be pretty cool but uh yeah if you're not really that into it uh it's just another time slot honestly just like wasting time i think that's exactly what it's gonna be well, if you guys are interested, be on the lookout for that one coming in October. Next up, we've got a few trailers. We're going to run through them uh, pretty quickly here and then just give kind of our brief thoughts about them. So the first one is called Underwater, starring uh, Kristen Stewart and TJ Miller, of course, because he has to be in a slightly funny movie. Of course. Um, and this one is going to be coming out January 10th, 2020 in theaters and it basically kind of looks like a cross between like something like uh leviathan and aliens that's perfect (laughs) (laughs) pretty much so it's like way underwater people drilling uh looks pretty cool the next one is uh candy corn that one's pretty sick it's sort of like a supernatural slasher movie these freaks quote unquote are being harassed in their city one of them gets like killed or beaten to death something like that mm-hmm. and then they resurrect him and then there's evil shit going on and that's coming out september 13th in limited theaters september 17th on blu-ray and video on demand yeah most likely i might actually just snag the blu-ray that's for what i'm gonna one. do yeah and uh we're definitely gonna review it so oh yeah be on the lookout for that one guys coming really soon actually just a few weeks this last trailer is called antlers and uh this is the one that I think has been getting a bit of hype pretty recently. Oh, yeah. Uh, this one's coming out in 2020, so no firm date. But it is uh, the newest project by director Scott Cooper and Guillermo del Toro. I'm going to call it. It's going to be released in April. <laughs> okay, that would be interesting. Let's see. I, I Yeah, I mean, what, I feel like good times for movies is just like when the seasons kind of shift. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a fun time because then you start seeing different types of horror uh, this one I could totally see as like a fall time oh, horror yeah. movie too, but uh, yeah, it looks really creepy. It's based off of a short story called The Quiet Boy by Nick Antosca, and uh, I won't really say too much more about it. There's like a sheriff who um, 
becomes entwined with the, this young student and there's a monster supposedly at least as far as we can tell and uh, yeah it just looks cool really creepy really atmospheric so i'm pretty excited and a, a real like dark horror movie again that del toro's coming to you know we thought it was going to be scary stories kind of but this one i believe is going to have an r rating so most likely it looks disturbing as shit yeah it's going to be r-rated for imagery alone i hope so <laughs> i really do so that's the trailers guys uh, let us know what you thought about all of these announcements and trailers uh you can hit us up in a variety of ways we'll tell you guys how at the end of the show but next up we are going to get into our main segment where we'll be reviewing ready or not so grab a snack go uh, i don't know take a piss break or something and uh, join us here in just a moment Welcome back, creeps. So, on today's episode, we will be talking about some killer families, but in particular, we're going to be talking about the Ledomases in uh, the new Fox Searchlight picture, Ready or Not. So, right off the bat with the trailer, we pretty much learned that this was going to be, one, a bloody movie, and to a humorous movie actually so it did kind of end up being more of a a dark comedy type horror film uh which i actually found pretty effective yeah the the brutality kind of reminded me of monster party yeah a little bit it it had similarities to a lot of those types of movies you know that was was one of the killer and they're not like a family but you know they're their own kind of like little group or whatever but yeah kind of similar to your next that movie yeah your next had a lot of similarities you know it's it's these it's kind of a a new trend which we sort of discussed in the episode that got lost unfortunately but uh you know it started with all these like hillbilly type of you know family killer movies and stuff like that and then as time progressed we started seeing more in like these big like you know wealthy people's mansions and uh all these like suburban homes and everything like that i think just kind of a product of the times you know especially probably with some kind of socio-political i don't know indications like you know we're now we're starting to really kind of fight against the the one percent everything like that yeah all this whole fucking woke generation (laughs) yeah and that's kind of what ready or not is in essence like that's a, a big message here but uh, I th- I'm pretty sure it's set in the modern day. But yeah, it involves oh, yeah. Uh, this uh, girl Grace, portrayed by Samara Weaving, who gets who is getting married into the family of the Ladomases, uh, who are this, these like rich game makers or something like that. And, They're basically like Mattel or Hasbro. <laughs> yeah, essentially, like in this world, and they're you know rich elite and they do weird things. And that's kind of where the, the story of the film, like, takes off. And uh, I think that was probably one of the better aspects. Like, it wasn't completely a new thing, but I think it still executed it, you know, pretty well. I think it was done well. Uh, comedy was perfect. It wasn't, like, too try-hardy. Uh, it all came, like, really naturally. Mm-hmm. It took a bit for the, for the movie to, like, take off in terms of, like, how exciting it got because at first it tried to like build a whole bunch of suspense 
as if we didn't know what was already going on even though they because they revealed everything in the trailer like so we're just waiting for the reveal and then i don't really want to spoil it but you know uh grace starts playing hide and seek she gets found and then some shit starts going down yeah essentially i will say i was still pretty into the movie right from the beginning you know still which for for a lot of movies is hard until you get really into it mm-hmm. you know i mean we saw that kind of with like child's play and some other s- movies like that this year but this one was cool just because it had that humor element i found it pretty funny from the get-go like i would say maybe toward the middle or end of the movie uh some of the writing started becoming a little bit like ham-fisted to me you know and i think so yeah. and in general it had that kind of cheesy sort of humor to it like it knew it was a dark comedy and yeah there's just a lot of like you know fuck and stuff like that thrown around like constantly it's like you know i get it i don't really think that that's how people actually talk honestly no but you know but whatever it was fine but uh certain characters were actually pretty funny like the entire movie so even from the beginning like with the uh with the aunt or whatever yeah she was she was hilarious she was the best so even she was so fucking hardcore she was even from the start of the movie like her scowling and everything like it kind of made me crack up and then once it really like got into it i was like all right cool i'm into this oh yeah and importantly like the whole movie theater felt like that too i think because everybody was kind of laughing along and sort of into the movie so uh i think that that's pretty important so essentially yeah the comedy elements i think really worked out they never really lost too many beats i think they kept like a pretty good mixture of the comedy and you know exciting gory action and that was definitely one of the other big things about this movie too was the gore i mean do you think that played well into it i think so all the gore was fine for me like it wasn't anything i haven't seen before and again it wasn't too extreme uh Mm. except at the end you know what i mean with the blood explosions yeah i thought that was like okay we could have gone without that i mean possibly it was like slightly cheesy but i think you know even with how the dialogue got a little hammier and and so on i think it was really just kind of this like build up from the beginning of the movie like they really wanted to not let up ever oh yeah like one thing kind of heads atop the other thing so i feel like it just got more and more extreme and more and more kind of like over the top as it was playing into the whole sort of like game angle that the movie was presenting or that the plot was presenting you know um especially with the whole like stipulations behind the game and what was going on and everything like that so um i i guess they felt like they just had to get crazier i don't know if it was ultimately like the right decision like i'm glad the ending involved what it did more or less like i told you i think after we left the theater i was like i'm glad you know they still did that yeah but but yeah it may have gotten a little too over the top i I think that was the only part that was a little bit over the top and uh the whole ritual thing i mean we kind of assume like the elites are like sort of devil worshipers Mm -hmm. but like they didn't try to make it like ambiguous you know because at one point they're like straight up yeah that's what was kind of really okay that's all question mark for me you know it was a little typical like i I will say it's not like the most innovative movie ever i think they they took this sort of idea about what they wanted for it and i think they executed it ultimately pretty well 
but yeah, it's not like we haven't seen this kind of thing before in some fashion, you know, because it, it basically, like, I don't like comparing like this, but, you know, it kind of has the feel of your next really and did. then plus something like, uh, I don't know, like cheap thrills, which I don't know if you've seen, but kind of also like a dark comedy. Um, they keep doing like crazier and crazier stuff for more money basically is how that movie goes. So it's kind of like a mixture of something like that. And the cool thing is just that we have Samara Weaving running around in a wedding dress playing a dangerous game of hide and seek, you know, but, but the tone of the movie, like it's not super new, you know, we've seen stuff like this before. And then, yeah, they, they still, for some reason, cling onto those stereotypical things. But, you know, there were little subtle hints that I feel like, uh, at least to me, kind of indicated that they were trying to do some kind of like homage or something like that. Like, I'm pretty sure there was a Easter egg. Someone said some line of dialogue about uh, like some 80s horror movie. I forget exactly what it was now. So I don't know if you caught it, but there were a few things like that here and there. I don't think I caught it, no. Okay. I'll have to like find out what it was, but yeah, like if you guys go see it, keep your eyes and ears open for that kind of stuff basically. But um so yeah, I think that they were trying to show some love at times, so maybe they were like, oh, let's just go with this. You know, it's not a big deal if it's a little too cliche or anything like that because the whole movie's supposed to be like fun and lighthearted sort of. I don't know. I, I don't really like that decision too much ever you know i mean if you're really trying to emulate like a movie like lost after dark or something or like trick-or-treat maybe then yeah because it kind of goes along with it but i think they could have made a few better decisions here ultimately uh it was structured well like it was done pretty well i agree and for me like the acting was like a big thing too Mm -hmm. um samara killed it uh what's his name adam brody killed it he's like you know discount james franco you know what i mean which could have worked i think they could have picked james franco for that role and it would have been just as great he's like the nonchalant family member who just kind of like thinks everyone there deserves to die and Mm. he doesn't give two shits about his like wife or whatever or his like siblings or yeah then they could have got seth rogan to play that fat fucking guy that married (laughs) into their family yeah that would have been great that might have been making it a little too much like yeah this is a comedy (laughs) yeah but i think no i think uh i think these guys are both funny and dramatic or capable of pulling off those performances so adam brody especially is cool you know he was in jennifer's body scream four uh he was in shazam apparently i can't like recall who he was in that but he probably had a small role he probably did i'm not sure i'm not 100 percent sure but uh he was on the oc mr you know he's been in a bunch of stuff that dude's great but uh mark o'brien as alex the the husband of Smarrow Weaving's Grace, I think actually did a good job too. You know, he uh, excelled, I think, at showing the emotion quite well. And he was good in like the few action scenes that he was in. So he did okay. Smarrow Weaving, for me, only the standout behind probably Nikki Guadani, if that's how you pronounce her name, as Aunt Helene. I don't know. She was just fucking hilarious. <laughs> she was. And she was like so over the top with her emotions, especially like. Mm-hmm. When that dead chick kept making noise. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, there were just a lot of great scenes with her, honestly. So, you guys will have to let us know what you think about her character. But, uh, Samara Weaving, probably my new, like, celebrity 
crush honestly just gonna put that out yeah, there she's, she's badass uh, i loved her in the babysitter and then uh she's also supposed to be in that uh guns akimbo movie with harry potter i've heard of it yeah <laughs> uh, but i think she's playing like a, a villain once again so i'm excited but she did great in this movie you know she kind of had the role of like aaron and your next except she wasn't like a survivor chick she kind of just had that like lucky final girl factor to her so maybe another throwback to you know the 80s movies i don't know but her character was was pretty good i mean it wasn't like anything revolutionary you know but i but i think she did a good job like leading the movie so yeah did you have uh, anything else you wanted to say about it sam uh final thoughts i think samara did a great job uh I think the movie was well-paced. It kind of, like... It didn't really keep you wondering what was going to happen if... Because, you know, we saw the trailer already. Mm-hmm. I was just more concerned as if, if like, if Grace was going to actually kill anybody. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it's it's kind of fun to go along with her journey and see her progression as she tries to survive and everything like that. You see her, the look in her face, like, it progressively, like, mm-hmm. more and more crazy throughout the film. Though I like how they did that. At first, she was like, happy bride, and then... As soon as shit's going on, worried. And then, like, after a while, she just fucking lost it completely. Yeah. And then, like, at the end, complete nervous breakdown, like, close to no re- emotion. And then, you know, in-laws. Like. I think, like, the more times you just get, like, closer to death or you, like, skirt death, you probably just, you know, become a lot more, uh, I don't know what the word is. Maybe not nonchalant. I was thinking about that word. Like, you're just like, yeah, fuck you guys. Yeah. yeah. So, I, yeah, I think she carried it well. And ultimately, I, I found the movie really enjoyable. It kept me at the edge of my seat. It was extremely entertaining. I'll give it that. Yeah. It wasn't boring at all. There was no <laughs> point of it that was boring. Yeah. Figuratively, at the because we had recliners. So. Oh, yeah. Well, we're lazy pieces of shit. <laughs> of so. course. Uh, but no, but it was thrilling. Um, you know, I was into what was going to happen in the movie. The practical effects, uh, when they came up, were done well. You know, like, yeah, there was nothing super extreme nothing super crazy if you're not really like for seeing blood you might want to avoid it but other than that it was it was a fun time you know not meant to be taken seriously and you get to see a kid get punched in the face oh yeah five stars (laughs) there you go uh i will say if i had to give it a score out of five i'd probably give it like a 3.8 or like a four that's what i was thinking yeah. yeah so found it pretty good probably not my favorite movie of the year but the year is not over yet (laughs) still got it chapter two coming up of course i got a bunch of good stuff coming out guys so we are going to discuss all those movies and more great horror content on the show in future weeks subscribe to us on all of our channels spotify itunes stitcher whatever uh bookmark our website you can also find us on social media facebook and instagram at grave discussions and twitter at grave disc srd and that's going to wrap it up for episode 74 we'll see you boils and ghouls next week on grave discussions (laughs) we're gonna be hula hooping
This has been an SRD production.